Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi. And, uh, Chi, that was a whole lot better since the last time we talked about football. Tell me about it, brother. <laughs> How was your oh Saturday? Was God. it okay? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it, was, it was fine. It was just fine. Oh, my God, man. I Because I didn't get to go last year. And uh, so I haven't witnessed anything like that before. And, my God... The PTSD was a little bit less this time. <laughs> I, I, I felt a lot, a lot better after that. Well, you know, as you know, uh, we we went to the game, and obviously my fam my family went. And we had we had a blast. We I think we had nine of us going, but unfortunately, um, you know, we're very thankful to have have been invited to a tailgate, but unfortunately. Uh, I don't know if the Gibbs brothers are listening to this. Unfortunately, it was about 80% or so Florida fans. And every every chair there was blue and orange. I literally couldn't sit down at this tailgate because I wasn't going to sit in this Gator fan. And they all had Florida, you know, they all had Gator heads on them too. I wasn't going to sit down on that crap. So I sat on a cooler every now and then. But uh, we went to that tailgate and then obviously... You know, we got our fair share of this guy. They they hired a guy to to play music, and it was just so loud. But very thankful. I hope you're not offended by this, but uh, I was pretty ready to get surrounded by dog fans. So that's where Chancey came in. I said, "Brother, I got I need I need some red and black." And he said, "Come, there's good people over here." <laughs> so I appreciate you saving me from the Florida fandom. Well, uh, I. I pulled into I rode with my with my dad and we pulled into Jacksonville and we we parked uh, we parked on I, I didn't realize that our seats were on the or our uh, where we parked at was on the Florida side of the stadium and man I got out and we got there pretty early I mean we probably were there probably like nine nine fifteen when we pulled in and I got out and we parked right by SEC Nation and I just immediately realized we were on the Gator side and I kid you not like. We just kind of start walking around, like kind of want to see SEC Nation, and, and you always like walk by those those setups, and even kind of the same with game day, but not nearly as much. But SEC Nation's pitiful. Like it's such a small little setup. Like it's it's just basically a big old trailer, and they just put a bunch of stuff together. Like I don't know. It's just it's not very like they, they do a really good job on TV of making it look good, but it was all Gator fans. And then the freaking Gator marching band like walks starts like marching up and like and it's like freaking nine fifteen and I'm I'm so pissed at this point and they're just like starting to play all the Gator <laughs> stuff and then freaking Tim Tebow walks out on the stage and I'm like my heart like I'm I'm my dad looks at me he's like are you okay and I was like I gotta get the hell out of here <laughs> this is this is upsetting me <laughs> and we walk through the crowds of of Gator fans and like man. Their fraternities and stuff are already there in the parking lots, and dude, it is a different class of human being. The Lord tells us not to judge, but I'm just calling it like I saw it. That that was unbelievable. That was ridiculous, and and it was just t- terrible things. Like they were just I don't know. It was just bad. So finally, we got to our side, and we didn't we didn't leave that, and so surrounded by dogs for about five hours. But um, uh, it, it was a lot. It was much needed for my heart uh, at the end of that game, but um, I tell you what, get kind of the first little bit. It took took a little bit to get my heart okay because I was struggling there for a little while. <laughs> well, we we well, I had actually I passed the or excuse me the Florida band passed me at one point two, and it's like you know that's a lot of people, and obviously they're not all very scary. They're all band geeks. Um, sorry guys, and uh, you know 
there was definitely a part of me that just wanted to flick them all off and call them bad names and all that, but I refrained because I was on on the way to the bathroom or the porta potty, I should say. And uh, you know, it, it it wouldn't have been good if I was trying to get in a fight, you know, on the way to the bathroom. But anyway, um, I also I was actually closer to College Game Day than you were, and so we went over there and we enjoyed it. And you know, I mean, here's a, here's the deal: I don't like big crowds like that, and especially not ones that have you know that are half full of people that I really don't want to be around. As I showed you before we got started, there was a Florida fan that I saw that had jorts that like barely, probably barely covered his junk, and jorts, not shorts, jorts, barely covered his his junk. He was walking around with a Tebow jersey on. He had a, a, a camo backpack cooler thing, and his ponytail was hanging out the back of his Florida cap, and I took a picture of it because human beings aren't supposed to look like that, and I thought it was funny, but... Let me tell you, there was ever, people like that everywhere. He was not a, an anomaly. <laughs> he was he was not an outlier. He he was the the pretty much the standard around there, and you know we just tried to ignore it and, and enjoy the the you know the game day show. But let me tell you, it was not that fun. Floridians suck. It is just a it is a fact. They are, I don't, but whatever. I, like I said, I don't judge. I just. I just tell you what I see. That's all. Yeah, yeah, no comments. Yeah, yeah, We're me just too. staying facts. Yeah, me We're too. Staying facts. But no, staying I will facts. say though, there was a, there was one thing where Florida fans and Georgia fans were all chanting at the Central Florida people there. I don't know if you saw that on game day, but there was a contingent of flags, and there was probably only like twenty Central Florida fans there, but they were getting berated <laughs> by both the Georgia <laughs> fans and the Florida fans. Like, what the hell are y'all doing here? And then of course Corso picked uh the gators which all georgia and florida fans cheered for so <laughs> you know maybe he's the reason we that, won that ball game I, it was so i was it's it funny you mentioned that because i was feeling i was not feeling good going into the game and just really hadn't felt good about it all week and it was surprising how much hope that gave me when he picked florida like it was surprising how much like emotionally i turned uh, it wasn't 100 percent there but if i was at like a if I was just like, was it a, a, a 20%? That got me up to like a, like a 30, 40%. Like, and that's, that's a drastic change. <laughs> and, it, but, um, but it, it was funny to see that, like everybody on our, we're on our side of the stadium and just everybody's cheering. And it was, yeah, it was, it was funny to see. Well, we had a good time, man. I mean, you know, and it's, it's never a bad time doing the, uh, we, we were both able to go to the coast a little bit. And then, you know, we came into that horrible city of Jacksonville and all that, but, you know, right before we went in the ball game, I had a great time being surrounded by dogs. I was happy to get over there. You know that. And then you ended up sitting in the section right beside me. One, we were one thirteen and one fourteen. So, man, hell of a time. Jeremiah Holland, both of his touchdowns right in front of our face. Can't beat that. I say it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a real good spot to be at. So, uh, and unfortunately, a good spot to see a uh, a goal line stand. But we're not going to talk about that for another few minutes. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, well, so, we might as well start out with the negatives anyway. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> because we we know we know that thirty six seventeen a nineteen point win against the Florida Gators is going to make us pretty elated uh, at the end of the day. But there was some things that were horrid and let's just go ahead and address the goal line situation chancy i i, I want to hear your thoughts on it 
well, well, you know how I felt about it because I snuck up on you in the middle of the game. I didn't, honestly didn't. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> t- tell it from your perspective because I honestly didn't even think about how I did that to you. Well, so he- here's what happened is, so he was sitting on, I was sitting on the aisle seat in, in my section and Chancey was basically sitting on the opposite end of his section. So, uh, you know, we couldn't like talk to each other from our sections, from our seats or anything like that. But of course... I know that he's in angst after watching what just happened. I mean, so it's actually, a lot of people were saying it was six downs. It was actually seven downs because there was like the offsides at the beginning that got us another first down, and then we had three, and then there was pass interference and all this different stuff. Yes. Seven downs to get basically a yard and then less than a yard, maybe a foot. And I still think that there was one or maybe two times that we maybe came close. But I'm just sitting there, mouth wide open, wondering, what the hell did I just watch? And then all of a sudden I hear, I feel a presence beside me. And I, and I hear someone say, what did you say? You were like, that's about the damnedest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I said something, have you ever seen anything? I don't know if I can suck more ass than that. <laughs> and, that was it. Uh, this was pretty accurate. <laughs> and 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 your face, your face. The funny thing is, I was so mad because of what just 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 transpired on the field. But when you came over there and said that, and then your face is just stone cold pissed off. I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you like, you know, I know you were upset, but I mean, you honestly, you, you made me kind of shrug it off a little bit because I was like, that was the funniest thing. You had to literally run up the stairs. I mean, this is, you must have just literally sprinted up the, up the uh, seats. No, so I had actually gone up, gone to the restroom, made a lap, like rant, like walked around and then came back down and i'm like oh cheese right here and then i just bolted to you <laughs> had to talk to somebody else about it. <laughs> so it was it all happened very quickly i thought i when you showed up uh after you walked off i like kind of just pictured you just literally sprinting like wind sprinting like uh, uh, up the stands and then going around the back and then coming down to me like i've just got to talk to somebody <laughs> It was. I I, I kind of oh. forgot about that. I, I I remember you doing it yesterday, but I, I I'm glad you brought it up because I would not have thought about saying that. Well, well, and the whole the whole deal was though. I mean, and you got to talk about it because Florida's Florida's front seven was phenomenal. Um, and we really I think we eventually just broke them down and and we we started playing our game and, and our offensive line is super beat up. But I mean that I've never been more embarrassed. Uh, like for something like that to happen um but those guys i mean that our line the edges of our line have never collapsed faster all season i mean they just they folded like i mean they folded like paper and uh those guys were i mean that florida was getting after it i mean it was just a it was a wild thing to watch so i mean it was it was rough yeah Um, by far by far the lowest point of the game for sure the uh they kept on talking about it in the broadcast and it was something that I was kind of thinking. Okay, I, you don't really realize it from our perspective when, we were like, where we were sitting in the stadium. But once you see the broadcast view, and you see, I think it was number ninety-two, Zuniga or something like that. And Zuniga was like, you know, jumping in there, and they they even said this too. 
like he was basically jumping there like he was trying to block a kick every time. And he was just lurching at our running backs, and he's hitting them in the backfield. That entire goal line stand was basically him. I mean, I think Elijah would have definitely gotten in on that run, that first run, if he had not tackled him in the backfield. But basically, he's just knocking the legs out from under him. I mean, don't you know Kentucky's watching that, and they're like, well, it looks like Georgia's not protecting their weak side of the line, at least chipping a guy. Like, okay, we're going to learn from that, but I, I honestly think we're going to we're gonna fix that issue over the week and during practice. Well, I hope so. Kirby, they asked, well, they asked Kirby and after the game, and he's like, well, I guess we just got to score further out. That's exactly <laughs> – <laughs> he's being a smartass, obviously, but yeah. it was – fortunately, that was not the whole game, and, and if – and if we had lost that game for some reason, it would have, that would have forever been a terrible place in my memory. But well, re- real quick, I, I do want to bring up one more thing about the goal line stand. I watched the why, replay why last. Keep on talking about this. I, I don't want to talk about the, the actual plays. I just want to talk about how much Gary Danielson is. I, is he just like a, a, a closet Florida fan? Because oh every, yeah, everything they did, it was like even if they. Messed up. Like when Felipe Franks threw that interception to right to Tyreek McGee, it was like, oh, well, you know, Felipe's going to get him next time, or like he just barely underthrew that. But on that goal line stand, he's like sitting there. I mean, I watched the replay again yesterday. He's sitting there talking about just saying, this is legendary. Oh my gosh, this is legendary. <laughs> if Florida wins this game, this is going to be the legendary moment. And they're going to talk about this for years. And nothing brought me more joy than to continue watching that game and then notice or watch as we dominated them in the second half. But I just, I just swear that guy, he just is always biased to who against who you know against us. I feel like he's always just complimenting people that are not dog dog players. <laughs> so anyway, just thought I'd bring that up. Uh, Florida did not cement their legacy uh, against us on Saturday. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we had a hand in making sure that didn't happen. I guess we can start out on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I, I thought we played. I, I thought we played real well uh, offensively. I think we we started to find our identity. We, we stuck with. We stuck to the ground game a lot more. Obviously, gave the uh, gave Swift and uh, Holyfield more touches. Uh, really felt like we we got away from that pretty quick against LSU, and and I think we forced Florida out of their game plan pretty early too on the other side of the ball but we'll get to that but um, Fromm was back uh, if you ever thought that he wasn't our quarterback before that game I think he pretty much sealed the deal on that Uh, he played incredibly well hitting J.J. Holloman a bunch of times uh, with some beautiful just beautiful pass and catch I mean very Javon Wims S from last year Uh, and then Nauta having a heck of a game leading us. I think he had like 73 yards or something like that. Um, but offensive line really, besides that goal line stand, uh, for the most part, I felt like gave Fromm the protection he needed. And he just seemed at ease. He just seemed calm. He just had that He had that Fromm poise that we've come to expect from him. Um, and he never – and he did. I mean, like we talked about last week – he didn't have his – he didn't see – he did all his checks. Nobody was there. He took off running, got that first down, um, picked up like 10, 15 yards, uh, quick little slot. I mean, he he didn't have happy feet at all during that game. And I think the one sack that they did have was that one 
Florida player at the line. He just kind of jumped the – he basically just split the defenders and got to him real quick. I mean, and there was nothing we could have done about it. I, I thought offensively, we, like I said, started to find our identity, but um, I thought it was a good good performance from those guys. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I mean, I, I, I got a few comments about the offense myself. First of all, I think we all were expecting at some point this year that Jeremiah Holloman was going to become a large you know, player for a game. And sure enough, he showed up for this game. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we were still – those two balls that he threw to the end zone and right in front of us, those were third third and mediums, third and longs. I mean, we, we just took a shot to the end zone. But then you got a guy who's big and athletic and knows he can be a defender like that. I don't know if that was their number one cornerback or what. But first of all, the first throw, <clears throat> Fromm knew exactly where he was going to go before the play started. He knew it was going to be open because he saw – they showed it on the replay too, but he saw that sh- uh, safety kind of sneaking in and shaded a little bit towards the middle of the field. Basically, Holloman just gives him a little little bit of a move and goes to the corner end zone. Fromm put it on the money. And then the second one, man, it was a pretty good throw. It was like a little back shoulder uh, throw. But, man, Holloman just snags that ball out of the air. I mean, I think we're going to see it. I mean, he's becoming – I know we kind of said this about Riley earlier in the year, and I – Still think Riley's kind of that guy too, but we got so many weapons. Holman and Riley are both kind of serving in that Javon Wim spot right now, and then, of course, kudos to the running backs. Man, DeAndre Swift gets his first hundred-yard game of of his career, which is kind of crazy to think about. But since him and Elijah have been splitting carries so much this year, it makes sense. And then, uh, man, we got to give some props to to the offensive line, especially our boy Andrew Thomas. Man. Andrew Thomas got injured earlier in the game. Came back in there once Kendall Baker got injured as well. And he's, I don't know if he was at 60, 80, 100% or what, but he, he had to been less than 100. But, I mean, he came back in there and showed some grit and then made plays. I mean, give me a 70% Andrew Thomas over, you know, a majority of the linemen in the country, I'm telling you. Man, we finally got Nauta in there. What he had That, that drive to end the half, I know we ended up just getting a field goal, but... Still, Nauta comes in there and gets five straight catches or four straight catches, and then Miko gets another drag route too. Obviously, I wish we took – we had six seconds. I wish we took one more shot to the end zone. It doesn't matter now. But in those times when you can get down right there before the end of the half and at least get some points, you got to have that too. So, all in all, everything looked good. I mean, especially the second half i think the second half was whenever we really just started to you know wear them down i mean like we've done been doing to every opponent with the exception of lsu this year i mean the second half you can tell we just got more energy than those guys and then i just gotta say jake Fromm's pass to terry godwin i don't know which one was better i don't know if it was both either one of the holloman passes or the one to terry but that little flag route to terry to the corner Dang, that was it was beautiful, and it was a beautiful play call. They showed Chaney on the replay, and he's like <laughs> freaking out. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but he's like he's losing his mind because he knows that that you know stuff like this. It is sad to say, but like, man, the guy's been getting so much heat. So is from over the past two weeks, and then you come in and you just you know completely validate yourself. Like we said, Jim Chaney's a professional. Like these, you know. All the talking heads, like you and I, sometimes we probably just need to shut up and let a guy do his job, you know. <laughs> so, I, I thought well, I, I, I'll give the performance. You know, I mean, 
I'll, I'll give it an A just simply because we came back in the second half and started to look like the dominant offense I think we can be. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I really think from, from Fromm's perspective, I think that pass to Terry was his best. I mean, because he threw it before Terry even broke. And it was just – it was right there. I mean, it was it was perfect. Um, but uh, – but, and, and to me, Swift's, Swift's long touchdown that kind of sealed it, um, that was the play that uh, we started to sing – Na 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 na. Yeah, <laughs> that's when we started getting that going, and uh, which I always love in Jacksonville. It gets me gets me real fired up. Yeah. <laughs> but that run by that run by Swift was uh, was phenomenal. Um, that that's the kind of crap that we want him to. Do. That, that's what we expect out of him is those moves on the inside to make those guys miss like that, and uh, to turn on the Jets. I mean, we really just we really just stuck to our game plan, and, and I feel like just top to bottom we played. We played a good offensive game, so um, I'm with you on the on the. I, I guess I'm gonna have to give it uh, whatever. If you want to go A minus or B plus or whatever because of the the goal line, but um, but but other than that, I feel like it was a great it was a great performance by those guys. So yeah, they look good. They look good. I mean, you <clears throat> my my offensive player is a game. I mean, obviously, I'll let you have I'll let you have a couple. There's one in particular that you know obviously played pretty well at the uh, QB position, but I mean, I got to give Holloman some props for, you know, his best game of the year. I mean, being a target in the red zone like that is big. Andrew Thomas was, I thought, phenomenal, especially since he, like I said, he came back and then um, the rest of my guys are on defense. Uh, So, you know, we can get to them in a little bit. (laughs) Well, yeah, and like I said, we talked about from to take all the heat that he did. And uh, to come back in, in a game like this, and, and we we know from experience that this game has all the pressure in the world. Uh, this you got to have this game uh, as as a as a Georgia fan and a Georgia player. Uh, and he he's shown uh, in the best way possible to have a bounce back like that. I mean that's a complete 180 uh, in terms of performance. And um, and and hell, I'll throw the running backs in there too. Those guys they they earned their. They earned their, their stripes this week, so uh, just great performance across the board. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But let's not do any more jet sweeps on third and short. Let's just, just no. Let's. <laughs> I, so we had success uh, earlier in the ball game. We ran a QB sneak that got like four or five yards, and then we couldn't. We just couldn't do it on the goal line. But man, I'm I'm all for getting the big heavies in there. And if you got a foot or a yard or something like that, man, they can get it. You got to have a little bit more confidence in that, but I mean, yeah. All in all, we scored 36 points. Happy about that. Offensive production was good. Let's talk about defense a little bit. I'm, uh, I don't, you know, I'm sure you probably feel, you know, it's the same way. I mean, it was to me, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, I think the first half, it looked uh, to, to me. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I, I mean, you know, there was definitely chances where Florida could have been up. At half easily. I mean, they missed the first play of the ball game. That flea flicker was wide open. Uh, old Beto was giving me some compliments on uh, compliments on me talking about how Felipe Franks' accuracy was terrible, and sure enough, he showed it all game. Man, he was hitting. I mean, he was missing guys all over the field. But that first play could have easily gone for a touchdown. And then he uh, he also overthrew a, another guy that was wide open uh, down the middle too. Then he 
threw a short ball against a guy who probably he may have been broken. There was that play where they faked the screen to the left side, and the guy like shot out a little bit. And if he had caught that ball between our safety and our cornerback, he might have gone for a touchdown there too. So we definitely got. I mean, and then obviously turnovers, man. He threw it right to Tyreek. We had the strip uh, fumble that Richie picked up, and then obviously uh, the ball was knocked out on the goal line right before the goal line stand. Uh, the I don't know who I think it was Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek stripped that one too. So he made he made two turnovers on the day. Tay Crowder picked up the fumble though. So it's just kind of one of those things. We we got a few lucky breaks in the first half and in the second half. They did run on us a little bit, but then we kind of started to stand our ground. It was it was basically like a bend don't break situation for me. We're still our front seven, especially first first half. Um, I'm surprised they just didn't run it more. I mean, it, we they really were. I, I kind of, especially there at the beginning, I thought they were just going to kind of run the ball the whole game. I mean, because we weren't really stopping them. I mean, they were getting big, big chunks. We weren't tackling well, in my no. opinion, especially on a lot of those. Like, I mean, Scarlett. He there was one. There was one time that he, I think, half the defense like couldn't tackle him on that one I can't remember it was just literally a handoff the inside and he just he scooted it outside and nobody could nobody could touch him um or everybody touched him nobody could bring him down and so that that has bothered me and we've talked about it all year We're, we're just not tackling well and I don't I don't know what it is but our defensive line we're not we're not closing that especially early in the game I don't know what it is I I don't know what's going on there but uh, last two games, uh, they both teams have runoffs. The thing with LSU is they just kept running, and and that's and they just kept running the ball down our throat, and we couldn't stop them. And, and I don't really don't understand why Florida didn't stick with that when that when Felipe Franks is your quarterback, because uh, he's terrible. Besides that, <laughs> ball, that besides that besides that touchdown pass, that was actually that, that was beautiful. I mean, he threw that ball ticked off because there was some juice on that ball and um he hit his guy in stride but i mean other than that i mean i even felt like a, over the season kind of looking at some of their film that he threw the ball a lot better than he did against us so i mean i don't know if that was just our guys and um the what pressure we we're putting him on or whatever but he did not throw the ball well against us so i was i was happy to see him throwing the ball around because uh whenever he was putting it in p ryan and scarlet's hands they were getting some they're getting some yards, so we we got to tighten that up, especially when we go into Kentucky. I mean, we're not their passing games not as too much of a concern, but we'll and we'll talk about that. But we got to we got to get that run rush defense kind of kind of squared away because they they didn't bust a long one, but they had a few that if they just I don't know like I said I don't know why they didn't keep running the ball. Maybe we adjusted to it, and I just didn't notice it. But um, we we got to get that tightened up. But those turnovers were were huge for us so I mean I think defensively it was a good obviously we held them we, we held them um it was a, a low scoring game um but for them but we just I don't know we just gotta there's some stuff we gotta tighten up if we want to succeed moving forward yeah yeah I agree and and I'll tell you right now one of the biggest reasons why they're gashing us especially up the middle is man we we just need to keep Monty Rice and take Router in there it seems to me that Tay Crowder's just got a really good nose for the ball. Monty's just a, he's a good playmaker. He knows where to be in the, in certain situations. 
I mean, they're neither one of them. Well, I'd say Tay's probably faster than Monty, but Monty's the the middle linebacker that you need. He he's going to be the guy that's going to give you the production. But man, I it was a noticeable difference whenever we had number six and number forty four in there versus number thirty two and number thirty. Nature has had a bad game. I think he's more. I think he's capable of doing a lot better. But man, he whiffed on so many. I mean, he he whiffed on. I think I counted three or four tackles for loss, and that's the problem. Is that whenever okay? So whenever your defensive line is and your line outside linebackers are taking up bodies, it's going to open up those lanes for the middle linebackers to be be able to come in and make a play, especially up on a run up the middle. And Natchez was just whiffing. I did see Tay whiff a uh, one time, and then uh, Jawan Taylor. You know, he's I think he's he's a hustler, but man, he just can't keep up with some of those guys either. So that's one of the biggest problems. I mean, we just got to be able to bring in, especially in this game against Kentucky, we got to be able to bring up that safety help. I mean, Richie LeCount and J.R. Reed have pretty much been swapping off who's going, who is like the most productive tackler on the team each game. And so, you know, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. I mean, that means that your safeties are coming up and making a play and able to fill those holes. But, I mean, if Kentucky's going to lean on that running game, and then they're going to open it wide open, and Terry Terry's going to try to just send a deep ball down the field. I mean, they're not going to be able to attack us over the middle very well uh, in the passing game. But what they're going to try to do is just sneak a guy past because we're coming up on the running game. I mean, running backs. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's not rocket science. So yeah, we gotta we gotta tie that up, man. We gotta we gotta play a little bit better in the middle. I mean, I think that I think that Monty and, and Tay can do it, and I think that our outside linebackers. DeAndre Walker had that um, play in this game where he was covering the quarterback on the option. He was covering Franks and made him pitch the ball to the running back and then also tackle the running back. I think he had a little bit of help from one of the safeties, but that's the kind of stuff you need, man. you got to be able to take up two or three bodies at a time. If you can do that, then that leaves somebody else you know, unblocked to make a play. I think we're almost there, and obviously our secondary, um, I think J.R. Reed, he – that one touchdown pass, he, he, he really. He, I mean, that kind of got by him there for sure. Um, he really bit on that. Uh, but um, DeAndre Baker, you just, you never hear his name. Uh, they don't. They either is either not going his way or um, he, he's making a play on the ball. Did, did they even target him? They they targeted him. I, they actually talked about it in the broadcast. It was like sometime in the third quarter, they threw a, a streaking route down the sideline. I think they tried to throw it back shoulder, and DeAndre Baker was harassing that guy. <laughs> so, I the guy, he had no chance. Don't don't ever try to to opposing teams. Don't ever try to throw a number eighteen. He'll make you laugh. I mean, seriously, it, it's he's I he, I think he's got to be in the running for the top cornerback in the country. I, I mean, absolutely. He, I want to know what how many yards he's actually given up on the year in a pass play because I swear they've only caught like over the year they've only caught two or three passes on him if that <laughs> so it can't be a lot <laughs> yeah oh man he he's he's special um so but obviously anytime you hold Florida to to seventeen points uh in Jacksonville it's a big it, it's a big uh it's a big game because I mean you. You, 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 and I both have uh, memories of, of the game not being like that, and so anytime we can get can keep them to that many points, especially with a with Dan Mullen kind of at the helm, because I mean I think Dan Mullen's going to get those get these guys back. I mean 
they real so if you compare last year to this year, I mean, that really was the same exact team. I mean, there wasn't much difference from who we played last year to this year, and uh, and Dan Mullen. Uh, I mean, we still beat them, but, but that but the difference between last year is we had them beat by the first play. Like there was, they did not have a successful play like the entire game. That touchdown that they scored like barely doesn't even count. They they really weren't successful at all, and uh, they had more success yesterday or on Saturday, and um and so I I mean as much as I hate it, I think Dan Mullen's going to be the guy that they that they want. Um, that's going to show some promise and and do do some good recruiting, but um not not in 2018. Uh, we kicked his ass. That's about right, brother. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I think that Dan Mullen will eventually turn that program program around, and you know. You know, I, I don't want it. I want to keep beating Florida forever. Uh, I don't care if they ever win another game against us. But they are going to be become more competitive once Dan Mullen gets his recruits in there. I mean, he's basically playing with McElwain's players in that at that point. So, I mean, I mean a guy like C.C. Jefferson who's been there, I, I guess he's a senior now. But he's kind of been a non-factor for the year. But then he played pretty well against us. He had a few pretty pretty good stops and tackle, tackles for loss. So, it's um it's one of those things that you know let's just enjoy enjoy beating the crap out of them for right now. Uh, it's going to get a lot harder here in the future though. I think that they're going to become a lot more competitive here in the next three or four years. Oh, and I will say, uh, just mention special teams. Um, uh, Rodrigo never don't kick a touchback is point one. Uh, and then I I I almost think it's like we haven't had enough practice. For, protecting like on coverage kick coverage this year and that's how they got that 51 yard like that's just what i'm gonna say it was and so i'm just gonna say keep keep kicking it touchbacks the whole the rest of the season that'd be great and then um uh i need camarda to be better uh than one punt a game um i need a little more from him uh, I think he had a couple pretty good ones i didn't think he was as near as bad this game as he was against lsu Oh no, absolutely not. You he couldn't was, get much worse he was, he was than, than he did against LSU. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is he kicked it backwards, which he wasn't far from. <laughs> and uh so but but yeah, I think he's he's trending in the right direction, but I'm going to need a little a little more. Uh and then also uh Miko, you are forever my favorite. So, that's my special team synopsis. Um and there you go. We love you number 4. Thanks for running the ball so well. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, – man, what do you say we just hop into our really in-depth Kentucky analysis? This is the – as we all know, this is the SEC East championship game, which is, you know, one, a little nerve-wracking. I mean, obviously. But, two, it makes it a lot more fun, these games in November. I mean, when has Kentucky, the Kentucky game really been a relevant game for us? It's most of the time it's actually when we, you know, clinch the SEC East against them, but not like competing against them for the for the SEC East. So um, I'm kind of, I mean, obviously I'm very excited about this game. I'm obviously a little bit worried. I mean, there's things that they do really well. And we'll, we'll get around to their defense. Their defense is disgusting. But there's some things that they do really well that actually a few things cater to what we do well defensively. I think, 
And then there's some things that cater to what we don't do well, which is what we talked about earlier with our middle linebacker play. So, uh, all in all, Kentucky's a pretty good football team. As, as we found out tonight, college football playoff rankings came out. The Dogs are number six, and the Kentucky Wildcats are number nine. So this is our second week in a row, Chancey, of a top ten matchup. Pretty fun. Well, and, and I think um, I think Mike Stoops has uh, has done a phenomenal job. Um, it's Mike or Mark. I always forget it. I think Which one is it? I think it's uh, I think it's Mark Stoops. Is it Mark? I always forget. I can't remember. <laughs> There's too many Stoopses. This is uh, not good. <laughs> good start. This is real good bad. start. <laughs> and uh, to see what they've done in Kentucky to stick with him, um, I mean, he's completely turned. He's turned Kentucky around. I mean, confirmed to Mark Stoops. Mark, okay. So I thank you, Google. Classic sponsored fancy. by Google. Sponsored by Google. Yeah, <laughs> our ineptitude sponsored by Google. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, but but Mark Stoops has done a phenomenal job with. Um, I mean, really turn that program around. Obviously, like, when, would you have assumed? Like, would you have guessed at any point since we started the, like, however many years we are into the playoff that uh, Kentucky would have been a number nine uh, in, in the playoff uh, in, a, in a playoff ranking? Um, so that's, no, that's, that's yeah. Is that a good enough answer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I mean, I think it's for, for Kentucky. It's awesome. Um, and they're just a big surprise in in the East this year, but 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 they're they're tough, man. That Benny Snell is phenomenal. Um, just a, I mean the probably I mean probably the best back in the in the uh, one of the best backs in the SEC right now for sure. And um, is it, playing great. And, and Terry Wilson, I think, is not a is not a crazy good quarterback, but because of his legs, he can he can extend plays and do those things that make a mobile quarterback dangerous. I mean, he just he he can be bust out of uh bust out of containment, pick up 15 20 yards pretty easy. I mean, he's a he's I guess he's their he's one of their leading rushers and um doesn't throw the ball that great, but like you were kind of talking about earlier, he can really that their run game is so good with with Benny that um you're going to bite on that play action and you're going to and he can sneak a ball down the field so i mean that they've they've got a lot of they got a lot of pieces that terrify me especially since we're going to lexington um it, it's one of those games that like i said it could be the conditions can be weird fortunately it's a 330 game I, I was i didn't want it to be a night game and be chilly and all that kind of, i don't know I, that kind of crap starts getting me real concerned when we play kentucky yeah yeah no, it's um, it's it's obviously come down to this, man. I mean, for the most part, this has been our, this is going to be our biggest game of the year, uh, and unless you know, obviously things go well this weekend, then there's one more game after this that'll be really big. But they uh, they do a few things really well. Obviously, they run the ball really well, and they are really good at stopping the run. And the thing is, so Terry Wilson, who as as you just talked about, he doesn't throw the ball very much. So he threw for 267 yards against Mizzou last weekend, which I had no idea that he threw it that many times. So he threw for that much. So that means I'm I'm, I'm like to think that that means that you know Mizzou found a way to stop Benny Snell. I think he had I think he only had 50 or 60 yards on the day. And basically, if you can force Terry Wilson to beat you down the down the field, then you're in good shape. But you know the fact that he threw for 267 yards against Mizzou is like wow, that's a little bit of a red flag. I looked back at his uh, game totals for the rest of the year. 
His previous highest passing yardage total was 163 yards against the great Murray State. So, otherwise, he was has been literally like right at 100 or 150. So I'm I'm just have to think that last last weekend was a little bit of a you know outlier like I was talking about earlier you know against Mizzou, but I also like you've seen some of these plays that he made against Florida and against Texas A&M and like kept he basically keeps Kentucky in the game by the fact that he is able to run out of the pocket. So something that we've talked about and 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 something our defense is good at is actually containing a quarterback. Now, that is not to say that quarterbacks hadn't run on us, but I think most of the time they're more of a designed run. If we can get him back there and in the pocket and at least hold him within that pocket like we have been pretty good at doing in a passing situation, then I think it can actually turn out pretty well for us. Well, and even uh, even against Florida, where, where that whole first half, he played horribly. He had like two picks in the first half against Florida, and they almost they were talk. There's talks like they were talking on the broadcast, like, are they going to pull him and put the next guy in? I mean, they stuck with him. So I mean, um, if like I said, if we can keep him, but that's but that's what he did. Like I said, he got out and made plays with his feet and um, extended the play. So yeah, uh, let's let's keep everybody in the pocket. Let's just keep yeah. them all. Yeah. Let's keep them all. Let's keep them all back there. Well, I think it's you know with a running quarterback, I think I think a lot of people, you know, think that you're supposed to just run after him like get get after him and blitz him and all that stuff and that's really not the best thing to do in this situation you got to force him to try to throw the ball down the field if he throws a ball on deandre baker it's pick city <laughs> i i don't care what anybody says they uh so they got he's he's the second leading rusher on their team with 406 yards which is close to how many i mean i'm pretty sure that's yeah i mean that's almost as many that deandre swift has on the year so it's obviously that obviously they're gonna you know be running some option plays, but it's I think a lot of what he gets his yards on are just running out of the pocket. We have got to get better play out of our middle linebackers, like I said earlier. If we if we if they can't step up and stop that run, you know, between the you know in in the C gaps or like running just between the outside tackles, it's really just going to end up being the Terry Wilson and Benny Snell running show. I think that. There's a good chance that their defense is as good as advertised. I don't think that they're. I mean, they're. they're so we talked about this earlier. I looked it up. So they're they're only allowing. They're averaging 13 points per game scored against them on defense. That you know who that's tied for and what what ranking it is in the country. What is it, Chief? It's tied with Clint. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's tied with Clemson for the number one scoring defense in the country. Number one, given the dogs right now are number 12, they allow 16.4 points per game. The difference, as I already told you, is their scoring offense is number 89 in the country. They only average a little over 25 points per game. Right now, the dogs are averaging 38.6. They're number 19 in the country. Basically, if we can score on their defense... And hold their defense. I mean, and, and, excuse me. If we can hold their offense in check, we're going to be able to score on their defense. Florida was also, as as we talked about earlier, Florida was also before, and, and they're still ranked pretty highly. But bef- right now, even after we just scored thirty six on them, Florida's still a top twenty scoring defense in the country. So we just scored on one of the, probably one of the top fifteen 
defenses in the country in terms of points per game. We just scored 36 on them. I think there's a good chance that and, – and that Florida's a good defense. I think there's a good chance that we're able to keep up that production against the Kentucky defense as well. And obviously, Lexington, I don't think it's going to be the scariest environment, but it's not half like the Georgia-Florida game. I mean, it's going to be majority Kentucky fans. I don't know a single Georgia fan that's going up there, and I hope there is a contingent that is. But we need we need to just ignore the noise – Lexington's going to be crazy, but I hope that you know that doesn't really bother our players too much, and I, I think they'll be able to handle it. If we can get them on their heels and score early and get, a, get up by a couple scores, I think that's what's going to kind of help us because they've got to rely on that run game. And um, if, if we can get ahead of them and, and, and get some points up quick, uh, some quick strikes, I feel good about them having to play behind on us. Um, that's that's of something that I'm I'm hoping for uh, out of them um, because but but my concern is is our run defense versus Benny Snell. I mean I guess we get to play a little closer um, uh, because we're not as concerned with Terry Wilson, but he can still throw that deep ball. He can still get those guys on a big play. But if we've got to put we've got to control Snell, and it looks like Missouri did last week. So we got to take a play from their playbook and figure out what they did because I'm. As much as I don't like our run defense, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take our defense over Missouri's defense. Uh, so that's what I'm going to. That's what I'm. Are you sure, Chansey? Do you think we have a better defense than Missouri? I it took. I had to sleep on it, but I decided that I was going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, my my whole deal with them with Kentucky is if we just play, if we just play our ball. If we just stick to our game plan, I'm not – I'm concerned, but, like, I, I think we'll be okay. Um, they're just they're just playing consistent football and not not shooting themselves in the foot, I mean, for the most part. And they're just – they're playing hard. The thing is, Kentucky's got nothing to lose. I mean, people are expecting – people have expected them to lose, like, every game. So they, they're just out there. They've got, they're out there playing with a chip on their shoulder. And so I'm hoping that we're going to maintain that, the chip that we had last week, uh, this past weekend from the LSU game, that I hope it's had time to fester and that we just we, we want to prove a point. And, and, and I think we're more than capable of doing that. Um, we just got to – I hope we realize what the stakes are at this point. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you look at their offensive production, that's going to be the difference in the ball game. We can certainly match up with them defense versus defense. But when you look at the games they've played recently, I mean, they scored 15 points against Missouri, 14 against Vanderbilt, 14 against Texas A&M, 24 against South Carolina. I mean, it's hard in this day and age, especially in college football, to say, oh, we beat this team by X amount, you know, 20 points, and they only beat them by uh, five or six or seven or something like that. Then. You know, like we should be better than them, but man, looking at their offensive production, I just cannot see them being able to keep up with our our offense. The thing is, Benny Snell accounts for—I told you this earlier—he accounts for about thirty-five percent of their yardage production. You keep him in check, you keep the ball in Terry Wilson's hands, make him, but keep it in his hands, but make him be looking down the field and make it a little uh, be uncomfortable in the pocket then I think we've got a good chance of, of disrupting their entire game plan 
because they're not going to change. They're going to do the same 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 thing you just said. Let's keep our game plan. They're going to keep theirs. They're not going to change a single thing. So I think Terry Wilson, <clears throat> I think Terry Wilson is going to be the X factor for Kentucky if they're able to, you know, produce on the offensive side. But he also could be the reason that they lose this ball game. So, yeah. and then obviously on our offensive side, there's a thousand reasons why we should win this ball game. <laughs> well, well, and my thing is, is I want, I wonder if they get cute, if they, if they almost get desperate on some stuff. Like, I'm just are they going to start thinking running about... the triple option or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't say stupid. <laughs> I said, I, cute. Hell, oh, that probably, cute. probably that would probably work on us. Um, but uh, I, I wonder if they would just maybe try some trick plays or something just i don't know some stuff that because for like i said for them they got nothing to lose why not and um so uh, i don't know that'd be um, just something i randomly thought about but just curious to see but um that they're gonna bring out they're gonna bring out probably a few different trick plays i would assume i think they like i said earlier i think they probably run a little bit more option off the edge uh, but i mean so far the the, the times that we've had uh, an opponent opponent that's run like a little speed option off the edge we've kind of held it in check pretty well and i think the biggest reason is our boys jr reed and richie the count they're they're the guys that are going to come want to come up and bust somebody in the mouth on the line of scrimmage so if, if you look at their defense though they've got three or four linebackers that are solid i mean the number the one that i think a lot of people know Nowadays, probably one of the top linebackers in the country, number 41, Josh Allen. I watched a little bit of his highlights like before we uh, started recording, and he's he's pretty damn good. How many sacks did you say he has on the year? He's got 10 sacks. Is, is, that more, is that more than our entire team? Probably. I feel I like we haven't done much of that all year, and uh, he's, he's, doing, he's averaging uh, more than one a game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have like, we might have ten on the season, something like that. But regardless, the guy's disruptive. He's gonna get after Fromm. We we have to have Isaiah Wilson has to have a big game. I think if Andrew Thomas is is healthy, I mean obviously he's gonna hold down that left tackle spot. But they've got other guys. I mean they've that uh, number fifty six Cash Daniel can get after the quarterback too. Uh, number thirty four Jordan Jones too. So they've that's. That's their defensive game plan, man. That's the reason why. Uh, what's his What's his face? Uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke threw for zero touchdowns. I think he only had like 120 yards passing. I mean, these guys are. They get in the backfield and they stay there. They camp out in the backfield. So we have to have a big game out of our offensive line. I mean, they've got a couple of good safeties too uh, that come up. Darius West. He's number 25. I think we're going to have to attack the sidelines a lot on our passing downs. And then, obviously, if we can establish the run, I mean, let's just, you know, go pound for pound against these guys. I think that might be the best way to attack this defense. Because if we sit back on our heels a little bit and try to pass and keep, you know, from protected, that be, that's probably the times that we're the most vulnerable. So, let's just, uh, let's start off. The first drive is going to be scripted, no doubt about it. Let's see what, uh, see what old Chaney dials up for that first drive in the game. And if it's anything like we've seen before, they're gonna be they're gonna be all right. So no, I'm my whole deal just just stick to what we know. Let's run the ball. Let's just let, let's not do anything do anything crazy. I mean, I think we can if if we are who we think we are, we should be fine. Uh, but as we have seen before, 
that can uh, we we have been known to screw that up. If if we were playing this game in Athens, how much more comfortable would you be? Uh, if I was on a scale um, of one to ten, ten being very uncomfortable, I would be I would be a, a three or four or five, three three to five. But and since it's I, in, a, in Lexington, how, how on that same scale? I, I'm for sure closer to like seven, eight. Like agreed. Yeah. Real, like that's that's really where I'm at. I mean, probably more so eight because seven's a cop out. I, I'm I'm really in that eight in terms of <laughs> I've been, I remember these situations. We screw it up. So I'm I'm I just need us to I just need us to go in there and handle business and get out. That's just. That's just my 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 heart right now. Is is it not? Does it not blow your mind that we're sitting here talking about the a, a game against Kentucky that is going to be the SEC East Championship, and it's the same team that we beat last year? What fifty two to seventeen? Is that right? We uh, ran all over them. Like it was just a. It was another one of those games that we just we took out our our pissed. Our, we were upset and we took everything out on them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was, it was 52 to 13, so even better. Yeah. But also, think about it this way. If we have Roquan Smith on this defense right now, I, I we should be favored by like 21 points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's how big of a difference it is having Roquan or and Sony and Chubb on that team and Isaiah Wind. I mean, we can we've talked about them, you know, throughout the entire I we, year. I think we've mentioned I think we've mentioned them on every episode. I hope so. <laughs> It's it's one of those things that man those guys are just all damn good dogs and it's hard I mean it's hard not to think about the fact that at least or just one of them at least being back Roquan if he was back then that makes all the difference in this world I mean and and this defense might even be you know a top five defense at that point but it's just uh man you, you know we got boys like I said last time like we got boys on the sidelines that are getting ready to fill in and we we've got a little bit we've got. Basically, our biggest hole in defense is middle linebacker. Uh, we've talked about it time and time again, but man, we just gotta we just gotta focus on what we gotta do. I mean, you know, just keep chopping, um, keep the main thing the main thing. I don't know how many other mantras we gotta say for this game. Let's just get 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 it done. Uh, get get the job done. Yep, I'm with you. Let's get on these games of the week here. Uh, where, where, what's our current? Um... What was last week looking like? Oh, Chancy, I, I was gonna give you a review, but I was waiting because I am uh, just excited because you you went three and one, I went two and two. Uh, we you hit on Iowa State, I had Texas Tech, so I lost that one. We both hit on Iowa. They actually covered that spread. It was six and a half. They lost by uh, six, so we both won on that one. We both hit on Washington State. We both missed on Texas Tech. I mean, excuse me, Texas. And then, lo and behold, Chancy, we are both tied on the year, twenty and eighteen. So we're both over five hundred at fifty-two percent. But uh, so we're, we're we're are we making money now? I mean, is that a thing? So no. we're both making making money uh, on these fake bets that we're making. So uh, props to you, sir, for uh, for evening back the record. And let's see how this uh, see how this year uh, finishes up. I've got a. Uh, Four solid games for us today, as you mm-hmm. saw. And this is Chansey and Cheese Games of the Week. Games of the Week. We got number 13, West Virginia, playing number 17, Texas at Texas. Texas is favored by two. What do you think there, Chance? It being at home, I think I'm going to go 
go Longhorns here with the uh, with the win. Um, so I, I think West Virginia put up some points, but I think I think Texas defense is, is real good. I think Oklahoma State had a good game last week, so just kind of played above what we typically expect them to do. So going with the Longhorns. I uh, so I'm the the way I look at this game is Texas just lost a hard fought game a game against Oklahoma State. West Virginia just beat the dog crap out of Baylor. I, th- I think that's who they played. And to me, it's kind of a, a tale of two teams, and Texas is going to bounce back. I think they're going to win it at home you know, by at least a touchdown or so, so I'm going to go with Texas as well. Number 14, Penn State, plays number 5, Michigan, at Michigan. Michigan's favored by 10. What do you think there? 10's a big, 10's a big number, uh, I feel like, as much as I – can't stand Penn State. I think that they can keep this uh, keep this game close. I think Michigan's finally kind of found themselves and are playing good ball. So, but I think ten is just a real big number. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to go Nittany Lions here. Why not? Man, how dare you pull for James Franklin? <laughs> I, so I I hate to pull for Jim Harbaugh, and I'm not pulling for Harbaugh. I'm just pulling for who I think is the much better team. And I think Michigan's actually going to cover that spread. I think they win it by two touchdowns. But to me, it's kind of the, the, the idea is Michigan's defense is significantly better than Penn State's. Penn State's been scrapping to get a lot of their wins this season. So I'm going to go with the home team, Michigan, to cover uh, against Penn State. The big game of the weekend, probably the biggest game for everybody that's not a Georgia fan. Uh, number one, Alabama plays number three, LSU. Alabama's favored by 14 and a half, their lowest spread of the season, I believe. And how you feeling there, Chance? This game is unbelievable. That that is just an absurd spread right there. Um oh my god. Uh you don't bet against Bama on the spread except the one time I did, I got my win <laughs> when they played Texas Tech. It was like half a point or something like that. Um uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I guess I gotta go with Alabama. God bless it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I just. Oh, I think man. that. I think LSU is. I think they're good, but like, I don't think how they played us is, or how they played against us is accurate. Um, and I'm just banking on Bama being everything we've, we've even though it's in Death Valley a night game. That is so sad that I am even saying that. But yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Alabama as well. It's a huge game, and a lot of times this game is really close. LSU, I think, is a pretty good team, but Alabama is – this may be the best Alabama team we've seen in the past five years, which is really saying something. So I'm going to go with Alabama. I think they cover that spread, maybe win by 17 or 21. I, it's just kind of one of those things that the LSU environment can only go so far. And then and the then the the tide rolls in and then takes care of business. So I'm gonna go with Alabama as well. We've got our last game, the shootout, number seven, Oklahoma playing Texas Tech at Texas Tech. Oklahoma's favored by thirteen and a half. For me, th- I think that uh, even after Oklahoma fired Mike Stoops, see, they got it that time. There you go. Uh, uh, I, I think well, I think he they're... resigned, but or he retired, but whatever, you know, he. He did his thing. He's yeah, gone. They fired him. They fired him. <laughs> okay. uh, the uh, Oklahoma, I, I think their defense is going to be decent enough that to maybe stop them once or twice. And uh, but Oklahoma is going to put up crazy points. Kyler Murray is going to be 
do phenomenal that game, I think. Um, so I'm going to go Oklahoma. I'm a, So the, the way I look at this game is we probably should have played the uh, over-under line because I, I think there's going to be a thousand. I think there's going to be a thousand points. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I think there's going to be like a, legitimately like over 100 points scored in this ball game. So I still think Oklahoma just kind of outlasts them. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma here uh, and, and to cover that spread. Give them, I'll give them the 14 points. So how about that? Well, cool, man. Yeah, I think uh, we got a good good weekend of football coming up. Unfortunately for myself, I don't know what your plans are for the game, and we can get to that in a second. But uh, there's there's these people that tend to uh, get married in the fall, and for the life of me, I will never understand it. So there's a wedding literally at four o'clock in the afternoon that Katie and I have to go to. So what oh, I'm gonna plan. Yeah, what I'm planning on doing is we're gonna be there, you know, early enough to where I'm I'm gonna get on my phone at 3:30 and watch it up until the ceremony starts. Then immediately turn it back on right after the ceremony ends, and then I think we're going to the reception for a little bit. And I just I told her I was like, look, I I don't I don't want to be rude or anything like that, but I'm gonna run across the street to this bar that is a little literally across the street from the wedding venue as soon as it's okay for, for me to do so. So I don't plan on missing much of the game. Hopefully hopefully it's not one of those like Catholic ceremonies that takes like three hours. <laughs> so if so, then I'm I'm just I'm just gonna bail in the middle of the thing. Well uh I, my plans aren't gonna be too similar. I'm going to uh I'm going to my uh, grandma's place who was in the hurricane. We're gonna try to do some work on her house uh friday night and saturday morning um her she's got one of them she's got a tiny tiny tv so i'm i'm hoping that we can get all the work done and and we'll see what happens uh if not i'll we'll all be crowded around a small tiny tv to watch the game (laughs) um so we're gonna see how this goes it's gonna it's gonna get ugly so sounds like our plans aren't great (laughs) this week so we'll see we'll see how it goes we're just gonna have to make do. That's that's the thing. I mean, it, and and you know what? Some of these some of these weddings, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to be rude, but it's kind of one of those things that I cannot miss this ball game. So anyway, you know that everybody knows that. Anybody that knows me knows that. So I'll see it. I don't I don't care how I have to do it. I will see it. Exactly. Other than that, exactly. I'll, I'm going to definitely be in front of the TV for the uh, for the LSU uh, Alabama game. Especially if we win our ball game, then then dang man, I just want to see how bad our Alabama is going to beat our ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we can get there. But uh, we've gotten uh, we've gotten to our to our usual time here of a of a of an hour. So let's uh, anything you want to say. Uh, final thoughts. Final parting gifts for for the folks before we head off do it dogs we're all pulling for you go dogs brother dogs on top we'll uh we'll see y'all hopefully with a sec east championship title in the bag Woo, dogs thank y'all so much for listening to calling the dogs with chancy and chi Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, we're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs.